This is a banned episode in the U.S., so we are moving on some testy waters here. Hello and welcome to Obsession Bluey, a podcast where I talk about the things I'm obsessed with. For this season, season one, I'm talking about the hit Australian children's show Bluey. We even go over the banned episodes on this podcast, of course. Okay, short recap. Bluey and Bingo are getting ready for bed when Bluey starts to tease Bingo just a little bit. Bingo complains and the parents get involved telling them that they should not tease one another. Then the girls launch a campaign against their dad for all the things he does to tease them. After the list comes to a close, Bandit shows them how they are not only wrong, but they're just telling half the story. And we don't hear what the difference is between teasing and playing, but we know it involves two people having fun. And we know the girls got a better grasp at what teasing is throughout this episode. The episode opens up with a wide shot of the house, just our typical wide shot of the house that we always see in these bluey episodes. In this one, there's just some birds flying across. It looks like it's just about to get dark. It's kind of very beautiful. Like the colors in Brisbane are always just very beautiful. I think the wagon ride episode showed that the best. But this episode, it's very beautiful colors too. Like I would love hanging out in Brisbane and just seeing the Brisbane sunsets because I hear um, the colors in Brisbane are just very magnificent. And I hear they're very magical. But uh, as just as we see it's getting dark, we just hear some ooh, 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 and the scene cuts to the bathroom where Bluey is holding up Bingo's toothbrush out of reach, and she's taunting her with it. Bingo is yelling, give it back. Bluey, that's my toothbrush. <laughs> After she says this, she hangs her head real low, looking hurt, and the title sequence pops up where Bluey lets us know that this banned episode of Bluey is called Teasing. She doesn't actually say band, obviously. And this is a very, very short intro scene too. Like the beach so far has been the shortest intro scene that we've had, but this is a very, very short one too. It's like maybe 10 seconds altogether. But the scene cuts to the girl's bedroom now after the title sequence where Bandit is sprawled out in a star on his back on the floor. Most parents know this position well. It's just the exhausted day. My back kind of hurts. Let me lay on the floor and just stretch out kind of position. From the side, we still hear uh, Bluey teasing Bingo a bit, and Bandit doesn't move at all, but he says, Bluey, stop teasing your sister. Bluey walks into the room now with Bingo behind her, and she says, but she was teasing me first. <laughs> Bingo's response is a bad one, but she's four, so I guess it's okay. She says, you were teasing me second. And this is just always an interesting thing. Who is the instigator versus who is the one that just follows? Like, it's never good to just follow someone's actions because they're doing it. But why was why was Bingo even instigating this in the first place? Like, what did she do that was teasing to Bluey that Bluey felt she needed to reciprocate that? And this is kind of a big through line of the episode, too, where teasing and playing kind of meet. And with sisters and siblings, just general siblings, I think that line is very strange because... Like teasing is just a part of being a sibling's, <laughs> like being a sibling. Um, and I think in this episode specifically, I'm I'm just really curious what Bingo was doing and why Bluey felt like she needed to reciprocate. And if Bluey is doing this more with like that in mind, like a spite kind of thing in mind, or if she's actually like having fun and she's trying to get Bingo to laugh. I kind of think it's the former where she's doing it almost out of spite because maybe like Bingo hurt her teasing her some way. So Bluey wants to try to get back. That just seems like very much sibling rivalry. But I don't know if this episode is really that clear on it, and I don't think it's going to really 
it doesn't really talk about that that much. It kind of just goes over what um, Bandit does to tease the girls, which is just, they're all hilarious little things. But the scene cuts to the girl's bedroom now where Bandit, um, again, so he's like just kind of hanging out on the, on the ground and Chili walks into the room with a hairbrush and she starts brushing the top of Bingo's head. She says, I don't want any teasing, first or second. This is also the first time we've seen Bingo's hair getting brushed. I wonder if the healer shed. <laughs> like maybe they have to do spring cleaning every like month and uh, their whole house is just full of dog hair. <laughs> but Bluey sees a little problem with what her mom just said. Their dad always teases them. Bandit jolts up immediately and says, what, me, when? Bluey thinks for a second and says, like password. And the scene goes to a flashback. So this whole episode is just flashback after flashback of their dad teasing the girls. And in this first flashback, Bandit is sitting in the entry to the girls' room. His legs are across the uh, threshold and he's pretty much just blocking the way. Why he was even there in the first place is beyond me. I don't really know. But Bluey walks over to him and says, um, or and Bandit says, password. And Bluey puts her hands on her hips, not looking like she wants to play, and says, let me through. She also tries to push him just a little bit here, and it's obvious that it is very unsuccessful. Bandit tells her sorry and that there is a highly uh, sensitive information back there, and no one gets through without a password. So Bluey starts guessing. Coconuts. Eh. Fish fingers? Eh. (laughs) Weird why she gets fish fingers. And uh, note one thing here that Bandit, he says there's sensitive information back there. And yes, he is playing a game, but this was the first thing that he thought of and possibly like a real thing that there could be sensitive information in the girl's room that the store that he stores there from his night job as a bandit or his day job as a dog version of Indiana Jones. Maybe he's just practicing the whole thing with a password and he's uh, just really actually storing sensitive information back there. That would be very like movie like where like there's a international spy and they check all these places and it's just like under the girl's bed. It's just like the easiest place ever that no one would have checked. Maybe Bandit's doing that. Maybe he's stealing the, or maybe the Holy Grail that he stole is under the girl's bed somewhere. (laughs) And that's how they make their fortune. That's how they live in such a nice house. They sell water out of the Holy Grail and they're giving everyone eternal life through that. (laughs) But Bluey does not seem to love this game and yells out, Dad. And then the scene shifts back. As soon as she says, Dad, that she looks like annoyed, it shifts back to the bedroom in present time. Bandit laughs and tells them that password's not teasing. Password is teasing, Bluey says. Bingo waves her hand at Bluey and says, well, what, a, what about name change? And Bandit is starting to feel attacked here and says, well, what's wrong with name change? The scene flashes back to the game. The girls are sitting at the kitchen countertop and Bandit walks in with a tea bag and dips it in the hot water on the counter and says to the girls, I'm getting a bit sick of your names, kids. I think I'm going to change them. From now on, you, he points at Bingo, your name is Sherylanda. And Bingo looks at Bluey. Sherylanda? I looked it up and I couldn't find any deeper meaning behind Sherylanda, so I think it's just a random name that Bandit came up with. Bandit now points at Bluey, though, and says that her name is now Dennis. Dennis? Dad. 
And the girls go back and forth with their, their dad, just kind of looking a bit annoyed that their dad is calling them Sherylanda and Dennis. And Bandit sips his tea, joking and teasing the girls here. And then he also puts his tea bag on the wood countertop and it just like, it sops everywhere. There's like water that gets all over the place and there's like a little ring of a tea bag right there. And I just have the feeling that he won't pick it up. So there is for sure going to be a stain there that they have to deal with later. <laughs> Maybe the countertop is really, really highly varnished though, so that nothing gets through it. But that just really annoyed me. Like, don't put the wet things. I have a uh, uh, butcher's block countertop and I like have water stains all over it from stupid little things that I've accidentally done or like my water um, filters on it and it always... It always gets stained in one little section. So I got to fix that. But it's just annoying. The little tea bag thing. He just could have thrown that away really easily. And not have to deal with the water stain. <laughs> and now Chili gets in on the action here. Because she is um, just not really liking this. Because again the scene. So the scene does cut back to the bedroom here. And it's been present time. So Bandit laughs. Which this is really funny. So Bandit laughs and he goes. Oh, Sherylanda. Like he's just so proud of himself for calling his daughter Sherylanda there. And he looks at Bluey and he says, name change is not teasing, is it? And Bluey tells him it is. So then Chili, she jumps in on the action here. I don't know why, she's like just, it's like the mob mentality. And she says, well, what about when you pretend to be me? What? I don't pretend to be you. And the girls in unison say, yes you do. And we get a flashback to one of the funnier scenes here. I love this one. Bingo is at the top of the stairs and she yells out, Mom, Mom. And Bandit pops into the doorway below. So you can't really like see. It's like a top and bottom kind of shot. And Bandit says, what is it, Bingo? And he says this in his normal Bandit voice. And Bingo responds with a little feistiness. I didn't say Dad. I said Mom. <laughs> Bandit goes, oh, okay. I'll go get her. And he dips back away out of the doorway. And we hear a pretty awful mimicry of Chili's voice. <laughs> Bandit is yelling back in his falsetto trying to act like Chili. He says, what is it, sweetheart? What is it, my little boo bear? <laughs> and Bingo has had enough. She actually stomps her foot and says, I said I want mom. Bandit's response is this. This is mom. Can't you tell by my lovely voice? Bingo rolls her eyes and says, Dad. We then get a sneak, be sneak behind the curtain here. And we get a shot of Bandit behind the door. He keeps on going saying, Dad's not here. Which is a shame because he's such a handsome fellow with big strong muscles. <laughs> the scene then shifts back to the bedroom where Bandit is leaning against Bluey's bed and Bluey, Bingo, and Chili are sitting and leaning against Bingo's bed. It's 3v1 here. Bandit sticks to the bit though and looks at Bingo and says, that was mom. Chili affirms that it wasn't and then Bandit waves it off again saying, that's not teasing. Bluey responds yet again by telling him it is. Then Bingo walks over to her dad here and says, what about when you say you're going to sell us to the monkey house? I've never said that. And sure enough, we get a flashback. This time the gang is in the car and we see Bluey's head pop into the aisle and she says, Dad, where are we going? Bandit tells her they're going to the zoo. He's going to sell them to the monkey house. Bingo pops her head into the aisle now saying, what? You're kidding. And note here too that Chili is just cracking up in the seat. She's loving this at the moment. And then she just uh, peels into a smile after this. Bandit says, probably get about five bucks for the pair of you. 
Dad, you'll probably have to get used to eating bananas all the time. <laughs> the scene shifts back to the present bedroom where Bandit laughs yet again. He is clearly enjoying this. He says he's, he'd forgotten that, and Bluey stares him down and says, See? Teasing. The family is really learning about mob mentality here, all ganging up on Bandit. <laughs> like, it is 3v1, and each of them are essentially just taking turns, just riffing on Bandit and telling him how he's teasing all of them. And Bandit's responses are, he has his defense later on, but there, this is where all the evidence is brought to him, and it's only half of the story, so we'll get there. But again, so Bandit feels he has a defense to this one. He teases him again and says, but you guys love bananas. I really like how he said he, he didn't say he wasn't going to sell them to the monkey house, but he said that they love bananas as if they'd fit right in. <laughs> like Bandit is really great in this episode. But Bingo Lodge is yet another complaint. What about the volume knob? Volume knob isn't teasing, is it? And here Bandit's getting a little hesitant, like he's thinking, hmm. Maybe some of the stuff that I am doing actually is teasing. So he's got to think this over a little bit. Now we get another flashback to Bandit reading a book on the outside deck. He's laying on just the super comfy couch. And the book looks like some kind of biography of a dog. It just has a dog on the cover. Like maybe it's a self-help book or something. But I just feel like Bandit is more of a biography and memoir kind of guy. It also, like I'm thinking... You know those like really cheesy psychiatrist books where the psychiatrist is on the front cover? Like a Dr. Phil kind of book, like where he's on the front cover and he's like, he's like, he's in the thinker pose or something like that. That's like kind of what this book cover is. So maybe this is some kind of psychiatrist book and Ben is trying to get like inside information onto who he is or maybe like inside information onto like how you, maybe it's like a parenting book or something like that <laughs> or like psychology of like a marriage or something. Um, well, Bingo walks through the door very stiffly. Like, it's a very stiff walk that she has. She has some toilet paper in her hand, so we know what's going on. And the roll looks like it leads all the way back to the bathroom, which means she took the whole entire way, um, like the whole entire roll to Bandit, and now there's a massive roll spanning the entire length of the house. Bingo says, Dad, yeah, mate, I need you to wipe my bottom. <laughs> Oh, well, I would definitely like to help you wipe your... But Bandit looks like he's turned a knob on the side, on, on like his side, and the volume turns down. And both the volume of him speaking and the volume of the music in the background turns down, which is great sound engineering here. Like, I really love this little scene. We hear the birds, but Bingo's voice is loud and clear. She says, Dad, turn your volume up. And she looks annoyed. But the scene shifts back to the bedroom, and Bandit explains that he had a faulty volume knob. <laughs> Chili goes, well, I know one thing is definitely teasing. She is pulling out the big guns now. Bandit rolls his eyes, puts his hands on his hips and says, oh, what is that? And the scene flashes back to the living room. Bluey and Bandit are on the couch. Bandit's reading the newspaper and Bingo is reading a space book about planets from the look of it. Chili is sitting in the chair reading about field hockey and Bluey is laying on the ground coloring. I just really love this idea too. Just the whole family being quiet and present together. No one really feeling the need to talk. But some noises get made real quick though as Bandit lifts up his leg and just a little, he lifts it up just a little bit and then lets out a gross sounding fart. <laughs> the whole family look at him, but Bandit just folds up the newspaper and says, oh, Bluey, how could you? Bluey fights 
back saying, it wasn't me, it was you. And then Chili literally smacks Bandit with her book and the scene moves back to the bedroom. Bandit then clears his throat and says, I maintain my innocence. And now comes the last clincher and the one that is maybe the most serious accusation. Bingo walks up to her dad looking a bit timid. Um, and she says, but what about that time when I asked you to open my ice block? Chili then gives Bandit the death stare here. I feel like she did not hear the story before and is about to lay into Bandit for what he did to Bingo. Bandit says really hesitantly, I'm sure I'd open your ice block and give it straight to you. And the scene flashes back to a gas station. Bingo and Bandit pop out the door. Bingo is holding an ice pop in her hands. She then turns around and asks, Dad, can you open this? Yep. And Bandit pops it open. And then he starts licking it all over. I just want to say, too, he's taking, so he's taking the first bite. And this is just called the dad tax. This is what all dads have to do. If you open something for your kids, you always have to take a little bit because that's the dad tax. <laughs> Bingo cannot believe it. And she gasps. And the music goes all dramatic with guitar strums. And when the, sh the scene shifts back to the bedroom, it's like a soap opera. And Chili gasps super dramatically. She then kind of half smiles and half intensely stares at Bandit and says, Daddy. <laughs> Bandit finally caves and says, okay, that one was probably teasing. Sorry, Bingo. The trio, um, after Bandit come to an agreement, Dad definitely is a big teaser. But Bandit has just a final counterpoint. Hang on, hang on, he says. As usual, you mob are only telling one half of the story. I like that he said, you mob, because this is exactly what it is here. It's the mob mentality, all ganging up on Bandit, all accusing him of doing something wrong. The scene now flashes back to the first flashback we had. Right as Bluey looked upset for her dad not letting her into the room without the password. The scene is the second half of the first flashback. So now we see Bluey saying, Diplodocus? <clears throat> Bluey looks at her dad and says, Ugh, that's it. Then she smiles and dives through the small gap between Bandit's arm and his leg. Bluey tries to squeeze through, but her dad tries to hold her back, and they're both laughing and having just a great time. And finally, after a bit of struggle, Bluey manages to get inside, and Bandit falls on the floor shouting, This isn't fair! Bluey blows raspberries at Bandit, and the scene shows just how, how much fun they actually had and how they just made it a game. The next scene moves back to the name changing of Dennis and Sherylanda. <laughs> Bandit is making the girls sandwiches and Bluey and Bingo are whispering to each other and giggling. Bandit turns and says, do you want jam or peanut butter, Sherylanda? Bingo then says, I would like honey, please. She then looks at Bluey and says, shooby dooba. And the girls laugh and Bandit says, shooby dooba? Who's shooby dooba? You are. The girls say, and they laugh like crazy at this. What? Since when? We changed your name. You can't change my name. <laughs> the girls then tease Bandit back, calling him Shubaduba, and Bandit leans over the counter to try to tickle the girls, but they run away, squealing with delight. The next scene shifts to Dad acting like Mom, and this is, again, one of my, like, my favorite little flashbacks. The girls are both at the top of the stairs now instead of just Bingo. They're both laughing, and we hear Bandit's voice, acting like Chili's, and he's saying, 
but my favorite thing about your father would be those rippling calf muscles he has. <laughs> Halfway through this, the scene cuts to Bandit only, and he, as he finishes, he looks down and yells because Bingo and Bluey are both right next to him. Hi, Mom, Bingo says. And they then grab Bandit, telling him to come with us, Mom. Bandit tries to stop them, but he can't, and they're both giggling like crazy again. They push him off, and the next scene cuts to their bedroom. They are in the closet and we don't see them, but we do hear them. They're giggling and Bingo says, oh, this handbag really suits you, mom. <laughs> They're dressing Bandit up like mom, which is the peak of humiliation, but also the peak of fatherly love. Being able to have your kids dress you up and put paint and makeup all over your face. Ugh, that's the peak of fatherly love. In response to the handbag thing, Bandit says a hilarious line. He says, um, well, I guess it does set my eyes off. <laughs> which I love that he's just going full on into this. The scene cuts to the kitchen where Chili is writing stuff down on the calendar from the looks of it. And the girls walk in with her dad all dressed up with makeup all over his face. Chili looks over and says, oh dear. And Bandit then says in his high-pitched voice, how do you remove makeup? <laughs> again, oh, Bandit is just such a funny dad. But the scene shifts again to the next flashback. The girls are now in the car and they're going crazy acting like monkey monkeys it's loud and, and annoying and chili looks at bandit and says well this got out of hand <laughs> bandit looks into the mirror and says all right you kids settle down but they have unleashed as monkeys and bluey says no we're not kids we're monkeys you said so and both chili and bandit look tired and worn out in the front seats the next scene again moves to Bingo with the toilet paper still in her hands and her dad speaking, but muted because of the volume knob. Bingo sees her dad acting goofy and then just giggles. She takes the volume knob and moves her volume all the way up. She starts to yell and scream, This is me with my volume up! And Bandit comes out of his mute and covers his ears saying, Not so loud! And Bingo yells at the top of her lungs so all the neighbors could hear. I need you to wipe my bottom. <laughs> and the scene cuts to the present time bedroom where the whole family is just laughing together, reminiscing of the times that they had where they were just like teasing each other and it turned into fun. Louie pokes her down in the chest and says, we always beat you. Yeah, you kids are way too clever for me. And Chili makes that passing comment clearly from my side of the family. And we really haven't seen her side of the family yet, but I'm not sure if she's right. She might be the cleverer one, true, but the kids for sure get their goofiness from the healer side of the family. And I'm, wow, as I said that, I'm kind of curious what Chili's maiden name is. I wonder if we'll get, ever get that in an episode. Anyway, Bandit then says to the family, you know what I've learned? The difference between playing and teasing is, and at this moment, Bingo turns the volume knob and her dad down, and we don't get to hear what Bandit says next because his volume knob is turned all the way down. Brilliant little ploy by the creators here, not going to lie. The girls giggle and uh, the music comes back on and the scene cuts to a wide shot of the house where we zoom out and it kind of shows us the episode is over, but it's not quite over yet. We have one more flashback we need to settle. And it's not the farting one because that was straight up teasing. No way around that. So in here we see Bandit licking Bingo's ice pop at the gas station. His eyes are closed and he's just enjoying the ice pop, kind of teasing Bingo a little bit. But he finally opens them and sees Bingo with her mouth agape. He looks a little shocked, and Bandit hands over the ice pop and apologizes, saying, Sorry, kiddo. That was a bit mean. And Bingo now laughs up the ice pop, looking happy as she can be. She says, That's okay. She pauses. 
Shuby Duba. And the episode ends with us knowing that there is a fine line between teasing and play. And that the way you remedy teasing is with an apology. Every episode, we're going to talk about the four things that I noticed in the episode. Four because there are four members of the family. These are not the most important parts of the show, but they're just things that I really liked. So, here we go. Number one, Bluey almost got canceled. In our little cancel culture that we have today, Bluey almost got canceled. Now, it didn't really almost get canceled, but people did not like one part of this episode. Um, So, I'm reading from the Bluey fan Wikipedia page. It says, this episode has been removed from iView, which I don't really know what iView is. I'm guessing it's some kind of like i like Apple product or something. Due to a complaint by a viewer stating that the episode included a term with racial connotations and problematic history for indigenous Australians. The episode has been edited for the Disney uh, uh, distributed version. The Disney distribution has the insult removed with the word shooby duba, but the captions still read the insult ooga booga. So I guess that one word was problematic for indigenous Australians. It says, however, the episode re-airs with the original word on Disney Junior, which is interesting. I don't know what is going on with their censorship for them censoring certain things and not censoring others, which leads us to number two. This episode is not on Disney+. Plus. I This is where VPNs come in handy. <laughs> um, if you are in the United States of America, this episode is not available to you on Disney+. Plus. And it is apparently not for the word, really, but because of the concept of teasing and how this episode felt like it encouraged teasing, which is just... It's just insane. Like that drives me absolutely crazy that they're going to keep other episodes of terrible shows that don't do anything for you and show you like, I don't know. I don't really watch a ton of other kids shows, but like, how do you censor an episode of Bluey that's been thoughtfully crafted and molded and the storytelling is great. And it actually tells a really interesting line. It helps. I, I think this episode really helps kids understand when they're teasing their siblings versus when they're playing with their siblings and when their dad is teasing them, how it's usually just playful. I think this line helps, or I think this episode helps navigate that line for kids so well. And the idea that it's censored in our, in our stinking country drives me crazy that it's censored. Like, yes, there's, there's teasing and there's bullying problems, but I think this episode actually helps mend those issues because it helps people realize that if certain people are teasing you, and it is actually teasing and you're not enjoying it and you're not having fun and you're not laughing along with them, like genuinely and not just fake laughing to like stick in with the crowd, then that is wrong. And you should confront those people on it. And I don't know, this the, the whole idea that this is a banned episode because of the teasing idea is just, that's crazy to me. Like, yes, teasing in its genuine form is wrong with like bullying is wrong with teasing like when you're with friends is just an endearing thing it shows that you have a deeper relationship and i'm going to talk about that more as we go on in the theme but that it drives me crazy that this episode got banned in this in the states i don't i don't understand how you can ban something like that that is crafted this well that the storytelling is this well and that the lessons are this good oh this is just my bluey 
um, rage coming out because I think this show is the greatest show ever and I think everyone needs to watch it. And I think like seriously, as an adult watching this show, I found that I feel like if every adult watches a few episodes, they will like know how to live. Like that's why Bike is one of my favorite episodes because it just shows how perseverance can really, it's really frustrating, but you always just have to get back on the bike. If you want to learn something, you have to get back on the bike. And I feel like if adults learn that, like every job would be easier. Like you would get a new job at some place and you'd be like, okay, just give me a few weeks to learn this. Give me a few days to figure this out and it'll be good. And I'll learn it. and I'll be good. I feel like that is what the entire job process is about. To be honest, like I don't necessarily think that all this experience that these employers want is that important. I think it's more important that you can just do a job well. And all that to say, I think it's ridiculous that they banned this episode of Bluey because I think this does teach a really valuable lesson. Oh, I just, it, I can't, I'm not going to be able to get over this. It drives me crazy. So we're just going to move on. <laughs> Number three, Bingo has a little tuft of hair. We have never seen this before. Maybe, maybe we've seen it before, but I just never seen it before. But on her head, her mom is brushing this little tuft of hair that just refuses to go down. So it now just makes me curious if the whole family has that, or maybe it's like a cowlick or something like that. But it was just a cute little thing. Like she should style it up and put put it in a, mo a mohawk or I don't know, do something fun with it. Um, I'm sure it's just like a stubborn little piece of hair that they probably always have to brush down or something. But that was just really cute. Number four, Chili really loves her field hockey, which again makes me think she was a pro before she started having kids. So the scene when Bandit farts and blames it on Bluey, Chili is reading a book that has a field hockey stick on it. Like maybe it's a, a history of field hockey or something, but she is very intense about loving the sport, which I really think is cool. There's also a first place trophy in one of the shots. So in the, in the shot that bandit is acting like chili, there is a first place trophy in the background. And I just think that she was so good at field hockey that she was an award winner. Like maybe this is like a world cup medal for field hockey or something. Um, I also just want to say a bonus point that in the little store where they got the ice blocks, it's called four paws. Like you need four paws to enter and it is four people with paws. I love that. That was so cute. I love this little like 7-Eleven kind of place, but it's just called four paws. Oh my goodness, that was incredible. Every episode, we're gonna talk about the theme of the episode of Bluey. And the theme of this episode of Bluey is teasing. And this is the second time in a row. So we've never actually had the theme be the same as the episode title, but we've done that two episodes back to back. Um, and I just think that this theme fits too well. The whole idea of teasing is the theme of this entire episode of Bluey. So how can we pick anything else? So I think this episode understands the fine line that there is between play and teasing between family and friends. I think it brought up a lot of stories that all of us had in the playground and grammar school and even adult life for all of us in knowing just when playing around with someone becomes teasing. And while this episode didn't really supply us with all the answers to that, I think the answers are in mutuality. And we'll kind of explain this as we go on, but the whole, the whole idea of like, um, mutual teasing. If you are able to play around with someone and tease someone and they're laughing about it and joking about it in a genuine way and not just doing it because they're like scared, then that is okay. If it's like a 
5v1 situation or a 3v1 situation or even like a 2v1 situation where two people are teasing one other person and that one other person does not really want to be in that situation that's like bullying so that's where that fine line comes and that's wrong um, because there has to be I think again I think the key word for all of this is mutuality um, teasing happens when one person doesn't really want to play with the other person um, or doesn't really want to do what the other person is playing um, so like the toothbrush at the beginning, let's talk about that. Bingo doesn't really want to play this game. She just wants to brush her teeth, but Bluey keeps playing anyway. And then when we get to the, just playing and having fun, it's both people wanting to play and have fun. So this whole thing would have changed if Bingo was just laughing and giggling along with Bluey, but she's not, she genuinely wants her toothbrush and she's like annoyed at this. Now, th again, there's all sorts of lines that we cross with this idea because in all the stories, at the first look, it looked like the person did not want to play at all. But then they started to get into the game and it looked like they were having fun. So teasing usually is how it starts out and then it transitions to fun if the other person wants to play along. So with the toothbrush scene, in the very beginning, like Bluey was testing the waters a little bit to see if, if Bingo wanted to play this like little teasing game. And at first it looks like she didn't want to play. But maybe there, in Bluey's mind, maybe there would be some kind of way that she would get into this game after like five seconds. After five seconds of being annoyed, maybe she would like tickle Bluey or like maybe they'd have like a little sister fight or something like that. Or they would like bing, uh, Bingo would tease her back or do something. And I, like it's interesting because Bluey is taking that risk here. Maybe she's not. Like again, we're going to talk about this in a bit, but I, I'd be very curious to know what exactly happened before how Bingo actually teased Bluey and what Bluey is feeling right now. Maybe she's feeling a little resentment, so she wants to tease her back. And it doesn't matter. Like she's doing something that she knows will annoy her sister so that she can um so that she can kind of just yeah, just annoy her sister. I think that's just the the meat of the issue right there. So maybe she's doing this very purposefully. But I think this also kind of sets up something rougher because all kinds of mutual play like that can start off with teasing. Again, when you are just trying to poke fun at a person and trying to mutually laugh together, it usually always flirts on a line of teasing. But this is the thing with friendship. You usually know for your good friends when to tease them and when to not tease them. And that honestly just takes time. It takes time to really get to know people well enough that you know the line between teasing them and between the line of they will get annoyed at this so I shouldn't do this. I think when you tease someone, uh, like honestly, it should be an indication of a deep and solid friendship rather than like bullying. I think all of us have had friends that tease too early in a relationship and it just comes across as like mean or just annoying. But all that person is really trying to do is just trying to be funny and trying to show that you are a good friend to them and that they want to like develop the relationship quicker than the way that it's developing maybe. There is such a strange line with that though because I don't really tease people um, that I don't know. I only tease people that I have a good relationship with. And especially for dads, there's just a weird line of teasing your kids um, like that you can just essentially sit back and gauge whether or not they think it's teasing or if it's playing. And I don't really think you know which one it is until you can actually sit back and observe. 
In this episode, Bandit was right in most of the stories. I think because no one laughed or seemed to have a good time with this fart joke, that was just one of teasing rather than playing. But it's different for most people because fart jokes a lot of the times can be seen as playing around. And it's one of the funnier things for, for boys especially. Like a good time fart joke is the best kind of humor. But every other thing that Bandit did was more playful than teasing. And the other person got... Like, especially when the other person got into it, the last scene was a bit more teasing than it was playful, but Bandit's response to that was changed, was what changed the game and showed people how to navigate that line. And this is what I think is the most important part in this episode and why I'm furious, not furious, not really furious, why I'm mad that they actually censored this episode because they showed the power of an apology. If you feel like you've moved into the realm of being teasing and not playful, just apologize to the person. It's something that is that simple. Bandit has shown this in multiple episodes where he may push someone or something or like some game a little bit too far, but then there always seems to be an apology to seek someone's forgiveness. He did it in the Daddy Robot episode on, uh, he not the Daddy Robot, he did it in the Keepy Uppy episode. He did it in the, the uh, work episode. He did it in a few episodes actually. And he did it in this one. When he realized that it was a little bit too much teasing. It was a little bit too mean. It kind of crossed that line between teasing and between being mean when he's eating the uh, ice pop that Bingo wanted or that Bingo had. Now he was the one that paid for it, so he essentially can do that. <laughs> well, maybe he paid for it. Maybe Bingo paid for this with like her allowance money or something like that. But when he realized that he crossed that line, he realized that he needed to have a genuine apology to his daughter for treating her like that. And it's just annoying that this is censored because this is such a powerful thing that when you're bullying someone, sometimes people can cross that line and they they realize that you this maybe is a little bit too mean, but they just keep going because they're hoping that that person laughs and that person really can enjoy the situation. And the way that that person can enjoy the situation is not by going into that further, but it's by apologizing. And then the other person, what Bingo does here is brilliant and really touching in that she offers an olive branch to her dad by teasing him back after the meanness kind of goes away. So I just think this was such a valuable lesson that people needed to learn the, the powerful impact of teasing and how that really can deepen your relationship with another person. When you're at a point in your relationship with that person where you can tease one another back and forth, and when you know you've crossed the line that you need to apologize. Like I see my relationship with my nieces and nephews and my, my siblings and their kids. I see this all the time where like sometimes the parents will tease the kid and sometimes they'll do it and it, it just right back and forth. Like a lot of this episode of Bluey, it just goes back and forth and it's just hilarious to see the parents teasing and the kids teasing the parents back. And I love that dynamic because it's just like uh, just a fun little relationship builder. And then sometimes there's a moment where it might go too far from one to the other. Sometimes the kids might tease, <laughs> might tease the parents too far. And sometimes the parents tease the kids too far. And usually the, the kids don't necessarily apologize for teasing the parents. <laughs> sometimes the parents' feelings are just hurt and they have to deal with it because it's their kids. But oh, there's been so many situations where the parents have teased their kids maybe a little bit too far. And there's just been a genuine apology for one of the parents. And... It's so powerful because it gives the, the, the kids a chance to see that their parents aren't these perfect people, that they still are navigating those lines, that they love their kids so much. And then it's fun too to see like when a parent apologizes, how it's the same situation of what Bingo did. They offer this olive branch 
and they tease them back or they like will like jump out with something super fun and do something like hilarious and it just eases all the tension in the room and it just makes things so wonderful and I just love seeing that kind of thing and I think there's again there's power behind what Bingo did and um just being able to laugh like for me growing up I probably would have been more annoyed that my ice pop was just taken and half of it was eaten but Bingo takes it back and she doesn't live in resentment she goes and she just laughs it off and she teases her dad back and it eases all the tension and it just makes things in the room just feel like great makes their relationship feel stronger this episode was so good i'm just i'm bummed that they censored this in the u.s but they're not censoring it to me or to obsession bluey because we have ways to get around that <laughs> aka a vpn <laughs> Every episode, we're going to talk about the best in show for the episode. And the best in show for this episode of Bluey is Bandit. Bandit is just being a good dad in this whole episode. He is making challenging games for his kids, and he's making them laugh through the day with changing his volume knob and calling them different names and acting like mom, and especially like farting. I want to say that I am team Bandit on the farting joke. Yes, it's sometimes gross, and sometimes like if you're farting over and over and over again, and that situation just keep happens, keeps keeps happening. Maybe that's wrong, but like a Bandit has only farted. I want. I legitimately think it's three times in the entire season one of Bluey. Like, there's nothing wrong about that. His farts are spaced out enough where it's just funny in <laughs> that moment. So Chili shouldn't have hit him with the book there. I really do think he wins this because while he may not know exactly how to navigate those lines, he is doing a great job of apologizing and just teasing his daughters in a really fun and healthy way. And it shows that they have a deep relationship where they just can keep on being teased and keep on having fun. And Bandit is just a really great dad in this. How he's able to tease his daughters because he knows the relationship that he has with them. And then at the very end, just a touching moment where he apologized because what he was doing was maybe slightly too teasing or slightly too mean. He just was such a great dad in this episode. He is just an unachievable, unattainable dad. He is like the perfect dad. Just know he, even if he doesn't know these lines, he knows how to respond to people and how to respond to his kids when maybe he's crossed a line that he shouldn't have. So he just deserves this award. He was just a goofy dude. He is hilarious and he is very deserving of this Best in Show award. Every episode of Bluey really brings back all sorts of memories. So this episode was filled with, filled with flashbacks and every single time I watch Bluey, I am filled with flashbacks of certain things that happened in my childhood and my adult life and all sorts of stories. And I have one story today about one time we teased one of my friends just incessantly about something that happened. And this is what the, this is what kind of happened. When I was in grad school, me and a few of my friends, we had this little reading, not like a reading nook, but we called it the nook. It was just this little area of like a common room. There was like four, there was like a couch. There was like two chairs. There was like four or five places to sit. Some people would sit on the floor. It was just kind of a place where we hung out and we relaxed and we were able to like be present in the same room with other people and just enjoy company with them and my apartment was like very very close to this little nook and one of my other friends apartments was literally a door away from this nook so we were all very very close to this and uh, another one of my friends he lived upstairs so he was pretty close to it too but one time we were all hanging out there and, and one of my friends whose room was the doorway she 
is walking out because she's like going to go for a walk or something like that. Um, so she is walking away and we're like talking to her and she's kind of like walking toward the end of the hallway where the stairs are. Um, but she's like not crazy far from us. <laughs> I'm still laughing at this because it was one of the funniest moments of my grad school career. And we're talking about something. I, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but something embarrassed her. Like we were like confronting her on something and everyone was laughing and she was like very into it too. She was like, no, I didn't. I, again, I don't remember what it was, but she was like, no, no, no. I didn't do whatever it was or I don't know. Again, I don't remember what it was. Um, but what happened in this moment was she was facing us. She was looking straight at us and her back was to this wall. So there was like, it's like a 90 degree angle between the, obviously the, the wall and the hallway. And she was just a little bit too close to the wall and not enough in the hallway. So there was a moment when she was like, you know what? You guys are just full of crap or something like that. And she turned around and she started to run, but she was still looking at us and she hammered the wall, just hit the wall and pretty much fell down and, the funniest thing about this whole thing was she was like super embarrassed, but she was, I, so this is what, this is how my perception of it. She was just a goofy, really fun person. Um, like one of my best friends. Um, and I think she was trying to make it funnier and trying to like extend that olive branch. So she ended up getting up and just running away rather than just like laughing with us about it because I think she was trying to make it funnier she ended up coming back and like we ended up laughing about it, but we were on the floor laughing for, I want to say a good hour because of this. <laughs> Me and one of my best friends, Brandon, were just rolling on the floor laughing. Oh, it was so funny. And all the time we would tease her about that one moment. And I don't, I, I need to like actually get her opinion on this for whether it was like too far teasing her too far or not. But she was always just a really good sport about it. So she would always just tease us back with certain things. We'd always get in an argument about whether she hit the wall or whether she was just faking it. And she was just trying to make the situation funnier. And we always say she hit the wall because she obviously hit the wall. And she would always say, no, I didn't hit the wall at all. I was just joking around and I faked it. That's what her response is. Obviously she hit the wall, <laughs> but we would tease each other about that all the time. And there was just like mutual teasing there. And one, I think the one thing that this did more than anything else is it just showed the deepness of the friendship that we had. And it wasn't like you, uh, this wouldn't have happened with other people. Like if someone else that I didn't know very well ran into the wall like that after having a conversation, I don't know if I would laugh. I would probably like go over and maybe giggle a little bit, but like see if they're okay. For this one, it was just a friend and we were like just such good friends that it was normal to laugh and like laugh with that person. We, when we Especially when we saw the other person laughing, it just became more and more of a show of just our deep, friend, our deep friendship and our deep relationship that we had. And I think this is what this episode of Bluey did. It showed, I think, how teasing another person that you really love can just show a deeper connection and the deeper relationship that you have with that person. And then when you cross that line, how a lot of the solution is just a simple apology, a simple sorry. Anyway, I'll be seeing you. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I am coming out with an episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can rate this podcast, whatever you think it deserves, and give me a review too. I'd love to get some feedback, see what we should change up for season two. Um, cause we're going into season two of Bluey. 
and I don't know yet. I think we're this is still going to be season one of the podcast, but it's going to be season two of Bluey, so that might get confusing. So I don't know what we're going to do if we're just going to keep on going with these episodes or make like a, a hard cut and do like season two of the podcast, season two of Bluey. I don't know what we're going to do. So we'll, we'll figure it out, but we're coming to a close on season one of Bluey. It's coming up really quick. We are on episode 48. We have three more episodes next week. We have the last one, episode 52. Um, the week after that, and we'll, we'll probably do like a summary of season one, some of the best moments, all that kind of stuff. And then we're going to take a breather and then come back. But thanks so much for listening. It's like, I love doing this podcast. It's so much fun. It's fun interacting with people. I'm um, just talking about this podcast and what they like about it, what they don't, what they like about Bluey, what, uh, how it's ridiculous that America censors these episodes of Bluey. But thanks so much for listening. It really does mean the world to me and keep giving me your feedback. I would really love that.